Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Seven forty four, sixteen till 8, Tommy Tucker, WWL. It's time for Monday Morning Markets with Mark Rosa, President and CEO of Jefferson Financial Federal Credit Union, who is just delighted about the Arctic weather that's coming in, I presume. Right, Mark? I am delighted, and I know you are too, and we might be the only two people that are delighted. Yes, but we are, so there you go. I don't know what else to do about it. Yeah, you know what I wanted to ask you? when A day like today when Wall Street is closed and world markets are not closed, right, what happens? Everything just gets put off off a day, or what happens? There's some some institutional trading if if, uh, on these big money center banks and these big brokerage firms. You know, they have offices all over the world. So if the London Stock Exchange is open and trading U.S. stocks, that it's traded there. Mm-hmm. You know, so you could have that. I remember people saying that, that they owned two accounts, uh, and it, it, that would get awfully confusing. Like you have a U.S.-based account, and you open up a brokerage account in London. Well, that was my next uh, question. One of their bro- I mean, you yeah, can do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. As far as I understand, that by all means, you could you know we open up a third one in Singapore, stuff like that. So I can either I don't know if that would be healthy for you, but <laughs> you'd, you'd never sleep again. No, absolutely not. It's you better do it. putting your money on the uh, on the Steelers today. No, I'm just kidding. Let's talk about what's going on um, in the economy, Mark. <clears throat> Tommy, you know the Dow's been trading sideways. We had a couple of months ago, just reminding everybody, we had what was called the Fed pivot meaning that they have announcements like the month prior to the, the, the more recent release. They say, you know, we might be keeping – we still might raise rates again, and we're going to keep them higher and longer. And the very next month, they were talking about lowering rates three times. So that pivot was, was very dramatic. It increased the market averages significantly in the fourth quarter. You know, uh, S&P 500 last year up 24 percent. Half of that increase was just within that fourth quarter after Powell made the pivot. So people are pricing in. It's already in the, you know, that's kind of in the soup already, where, where prices are and where the rate expectations are. So now if they baked into that and that doesn't deliver, you're going to see a retracement of the prices. That's a fancy way of saying the market's going to go down. So the, the Dow has been basically trading sideways. There's not, another, there's not a lot of news to digest. Sideways, Mark, meaning up, sideways just, meaning up one no, day, down one of, day? Yeah, just a couple of hundred points difference last week, and the, the Dow is basically, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not moved precipitously. It's not moved significantly. Gotcha. So on the, on the Fed watch, 
we've been doing for seems like forever. So they meet in 16 days. There's a 95% chance there's no rate change at all in, at the January meeting. Now, March is where it gets baked into the cake. On March the 20th, uh, 70% chance of a rate, rate cut. May the 1st, their very next meeting, okay, these are two consecutives, there's a 68% chance of another rate cut. So, again, that's baked into the cake. Wall Street is expecting those things. If that doesn't happen, we're going to see the market drop a bit because it's like, after all, uh, Jay Powell said that we're going to drop and that those lower rates will help uh, stimulate the economy a bit. But the, on an inflation front, time that we've been fighting for so long, you know, CPI came in, uh, excuse me, the consumer price index came in last week and it was December numbers. And it was expected at 0.2% for the month. Now, every time we see one of those for the month, we have to annualize it, multiplying that by 12. So that would be about a 2.4% rate. Not bad. The previous month, November, was 0.1%. So we've been seeing these numbers come down significantly. We've been seeing them trending at the 0.1s and 0.2s. So for December, it came in at 0.3. So that's, that's troubling. So if you annualize that, that's a 3.6% rate. Now, everybody understands that not one data point does a trend make, but that's moving in the wrong direction. It's pushing, pushing out a little bit on an inflation front. Then you go to the produce, the interesting story unfolds. You go to producer prices. These are input prices. These are happening at the wholesale level. These are happening at the manufacturing level, happening before those things get passed along to us in, in retail. So December, it was negative, just like November. We had two negative uh, uh, reports out, and I read a little bit further, and it was actually three. We've seen several negative readings, m- meaning deflationary pressures at the producer price level. They're not seeing what's called cost push inflation. If, let's say, we had OPEC that shut off uh, oil production, oil price drives up in response, oil affects everything, prices start to rise, something like we saw in the 70s. You know, when oil was just, I mean, the prices were rising like crazy and it was shortages and everything else, that was mayhem. That would cause prices to rise on a consumer level, but that's what's called cost push. What we're not seeing is cost cost push. We're seeing these things that prices that have fallen several times during the year on a producer level. And what's then happening? Why is it that the consumer price index is rising and the producer prices are falling? And I was reading... Uh, Uh, Raymond James, uh, chief economist, put out a piece over the weekend saying the retailers, quite simply, are raising prices. When they can get it, they're raising prices. If people are willing to pay it, that's what's happening. That's supply and And demand. That's a supply and demand. So then what you have is is, uh, demand pull inflation, two different types. Cost push when it's happening from a producer price uh, standpoint, when those higher numbers are getting into the equation. What we have is, and we've known this because we followed it late last year, that people are spending money like crazy. They're, they're taking money out of their 401 to spend money. They're going on trips. They're doing things that come hella high water. Uh, credit card balances that are an all-time high. That is demand pull. There are so many people out there wanting the goods and services available that, that the retailers, people at the retail level, includes restaurants, includes everything that, that the consumer touches on a regular basis. Apparently, those prices have risen in spite of the underlying prices that have fallen. Is That's dem- a hell of a thing. Is demand pull linked to any specific portions of the market, Mark, or portions of the economy, I should say? 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. I, th- I think, and it's. Uh, I think we've seen, uh, Tommy, that every now and then, like uh, durable goods orders, they they blipped up a little bit. But I think we've seen them falling over the last uh, over the last several months. We've seen some negative numbers in there, meaning that it's not so much the big ticket items. I think people, you know, through the holiday season, naturally you're going to see purchases at the malls and those types of things. But I think it's a lot of the consumables. I think that you know people are. Uh, going to restaurants a lot. I, th- I think it's those types of easy. I'm going to go to the mall a bit. I'm going to buy some stuff, the easy things, but I'm just going to, I'm spending money like crazy. And uh, especially at the, I, I know I've said it before, especially at the restaurant, I could see that, wow, you know, the portions are reduced, the price is high. Uh, and just to tell a story, a friend and I were having lunch. It was a, a business acquaintance of mine. You go to a restaurant, each of us had a salad. Mm-hmm. And they say, well, if you want to add chicken or something like that on the salad, that's, that's you know, that's a routine. The, the chick to add on to the salad, the chicken was like $12. What? It was more than, than the previous. <laughs> it was more than the whole salad used to cost a couple of years ago. <laughs> so it's like two people leave a restaurant, no booze. Okay, nobody's drinking booze. You hey, Each of them have the salad, it's $50. And it's, it's like these are... You know, you would think, well, the ingredients to a salad, you're not talking about high-end stuff. Uh, you know, it was coated with caviar. Okay, that's another conversation. But, you know, lettuce and things, I mean, we know what goes into a salad. But it just, I just feel like there's a lot, there's a lot of that happening in, um, in some of those service markets where prices are high and they're charging a high price. Because, I mean, I don't mean to pick on it, but it's, it seems like if they're able to get away with that, if prices can be raised, you're in a market where people like shrug. Well, prices are high everywhere, and um, it, it's like when when the economy goes in recession. But you know, nobody wants to lay off employees. Period. But when a recession starts, it's like, look, if you want to get, if you want to downsize any kind of way, downsize now. Country's in recession. Nobody can blame you, and that's where some of the layoffs start to happen outside of normal recession conditions. So I think right now on this inflation front. We've got to see enough from the producer prices, and as far as I'm concerned, we have seen enough uh, to start these consumer prices should start backing down. Now, this week, and I'll run through them really quickly, but all the manufacturing numbers that we've seen, these leading economic indicators, for 20 straight months have signaled a recession. What does that mean? That means that the underlying, going back to the manufacturing and some of these big-ticket items inside the leading indicators have been pointing down. So this week, several of them come out and are expected to be negative. 
The Empire State's manufacturing survey, negative numbers expected for a couple of straight months. Import prices, again, prices coming into the equation on producer, negative, has past several months. Industrial production is spent to be negative again. Philadelphia Fed manufacturing survey, negative for the past two or three months in a row. All those negatives, and by large amounts. So when you see manufacturing falling and input prices falling and those things, that's why a recession has been signaled and the consumer has kept us out of it. When it comes to demand pull as opposed to price gouging, you're talking about discretionary items there? Uh, It could be. Yeah, yeah, what I'm saying is if it's— I mean, demand pull, we're demanding stuff. We're paying for it. And the retailer is able to increase the price because the demand is there. But there are some things that we don't have a choice of, right, on, that we need? No, no. you call that inelastic demand. I mean, it's it's like you've got to buy some level of food. I mean, could you be cutting back and and doing things a little bit more cheaply? You could, but it it seems like that's not – people haven't so much slowed down that way and cut corners. I think they've just been piling money in and running up debt, actually, and – you know, when we were talking uh, Friday about, you know, refinancing and things, it, it's like the, I uh, wanted to mention this this morning, the U.S. mortgage refinance demand, it's it surged by 20% over the holidays. So I'm glad people are taking advantage of that. If you're looking for money in your budget and you, and you financed a home within the last year, you almost certainly could save money. It seems that way, depending on what rate you got. But it was, you know, rates started with an eight on mortgages in the summer. And now they're starting with a six. That's a lot of money on the table for those interested in kind of benefiting their budget. Thank you, Mark. Next time, bring a rotisserie chicken with you. Mark (laughs) Rosa, president and CEO of Jerison Financial Federal Credit Union. He'll be back Friday as we help you manage your money. 755 and a half. Taking a break. Coming back. WWL. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 